This episode of Proper English is brought to you by greetings and the idiom, take it with a pinch of salt. Hi there, I'm Alison. Pleased to meet you. I'm Dave. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which as you know is called... Proper English. If you're learning English and you want to know the correct response to how are you? If you get stuck thinking of ways to greet people. If you're puzzled by hey up. Then proper English is just the thing for you. How are you, Dave? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. All right and fine are both perfectly suitable and very commonly used ways to answer that question. It's worth knowing that while the British ask this question a lot, you're not expected to answer in much detail, if any. And if you're at all negative and you don't know the person very well, it could get awkward. How are you, Ali? I'm well, thanks for asking. How are you? I'm good, thanks. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about the use of well and good, adverb and adjective and all that. Yeah, but when we're talking about our health, we can use either. Mm -hmm. So, what else can we say? Well, a favourite of mine, being a good Yorkshireman, is not so bad. (laughs) What does that even mean? It's great, isn't it? (laughs) It sounds so negative and really needs to be said in a dour Yorkshire voice. Not so bad. Even with this tone of voice and negative words, it can be just as positive as, all right. Oh, And that reminds me of another one. Mustn't grumble. Mustn't grumble? Do you think anyone's ever said that seriously? (laughs) I don't know. It reminds me of an old television advert Uh, for Hovis. Yeah. yeah. Where you walk right to Chopper Hill first thing in the morning and then come back down at last thing at night. Mustn't grumble. (laughs) Oh, my word. And, of course, tone of voice, as you mentioned, is important. It is. Now... English doesn't use tones like Mandarin or Cantonese, but our tone of voice still plays an important role in our meaning. Compare... How are you, Ali? I'm fine. With... How are you, Ali? I'm fine. I get the feeling I might be in trouble from your tone of voice in the second one. (laughs) Yeah, English is a language where there are plenty of synonyms, so we can choose our words carefully, but also the intention behind them can be conveyed with a little emotion. Just now you said... You're not expected to answer how are you in any detail. But there is the odd exception, isn't there? Yeah, the people that we have meaningful connections with, our family and our close friends, well, they may actually want to know how we are and we may actually want to tell them. So in these instances, we might say not too well or rubbish, for example. Well, yeah. And if they really do care, then you would expect them to follow it up with, oh, no, what's wrong? Mm. Also, if you see someone who you know has been unwell or is going through a bit of a back patch, a difficult situation, Mm -hmm. they might answer with more honesty. But unless you're close emotionally, you'd still expect them to keep it brief. Oh, yeah, yeah. It reminds me, my dad had a colleague who he wasn't really very keen on and he would describe her as the sort of person who tells you how they are when you ask. (laughs) Now... With greetings, good morning, hi and so on, our students have had lots of experience and can vary what they say. But what about some regional variations? 
Well, yeah, when people back in Sheffield haven't seen each other for a while, they might greet each other with, Now then! Now then, Dave Curley! <laughs> that used to really amuse me when I first heard it, and it was always full of affection. Oh, well, they hadn't seen me for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Can you remember what people said when you lived in Cornwall? All right. Hey. <laughs> it was a kind of question, all right? <laughs> but you would look like a real idiot if you answered with anything other than, all right. <laughs> <laughs> There's another solid northern greeting. Ayo. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Morning. Yeah, we rarely use good for morning. In fact, if you say good morning to colleagues, you run the risk of the grumpy ones replying, Is it? You're more likely to hear it as you enter a shop if the staff are particularly friendly or forced to by the company. <laughs> <laughs> or in a nice restaurant, you'd probably get a good evening mm. as you arrived. Mm, sir, madam. <laughs> <laughs> now, a word about pleased to meet you. Sometimes students say at the beginning or end of a lesson... Nice to meet you. Or pleased to meet you. You, you only need to, to do this, this once. <laughs> we say it the first time we meet someone. After that, if we see each other again, we just say, nice to see you or nice to see you again. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? This week's idiom is take it with a pinch of salt or take it with a grain of salt, uh, as you would say in American English. It has a few meanings, but they're all about scepticism. To understand that something is not completely true or right. She does tend to exaggerate. It's best to take what she says with a pinch of salt. Or not to take someone too seriously. He said my dancing was bad, which is fair enough. But he does like to make fun of people. I'll take what he said with a pinch of salt. Or to accept something, but with some reservations. So... I've read the report in the newspaper, but I'm not sure if it's completely true. I'll take it with a pinch of salt. The expression appears to have been around for millennia. Mm. First credited to Pliny the Elder, who apparently was talking about an antidote to poison. Mm. Yeah. The more metaphorical use came to be used in the 1600s using the word grain and then pinch was used much more recently, around the mid-1900s. Wow. Some internet search results suggest that food tastes better with a little salt and therefore makes it easier to swallow. Ah, OK, because we also say something's difficult to swallow when we yeah. can't believe it or, like, it's unpleasant, we don't want to accept it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And that grain and pinch... Grain for American English and pinch for British English. Mm -hmm. That's another example of the Americans using Old English and we British English moving on and using yeah. different things. Yeah. It's like got and gotten. Yeah. They still use gotten. That's Puritan English. I know. Yeah. 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 Surprising they don't use the and thou, isn't it really, I guess? Well, I suppose so. I bet they did at first. Yeah. yeah perhaps they'd grown out of it. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. We hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. 
Please tell everyone you know about us. Your friends, your family, anyone who's studying or learning English. And don't forget to like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on Podbean. Or Apple Podcasts. Or your favourite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Or you can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt if you have any suggestions for future podcasts or if you just fancy a chat. And of course, you can join us on Instagram or Facebook where you can ask us any questions you might have about English grammar. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper Proper English. English.